It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's great to have you as usual. Thank you, Toby. Hi, Al. Hi. Um, we're going to talk about some interesting things today for the salon owner, any business owner really, but especially the beauty business owner, right? Yeah. Well, I, what I'd like to do actually is like what I think would be a good place to start is I'd be interested just just in starting, if we could go back and you could tell us a little bit about how you came to be in in business and in the beauty industry how, how did you end up arriving at that as a as a career well i think for me i never intended that to happen in fact i was studying and at high school you know my intention was to get into law and to do other things please my dad had a lot of daddy issues um but you know like at, at that stage really in my life um to go and do beauty was kind of for me like not even in my hemisphere does that make sense i just yeah, like it wasn't on your radar no it wasn't way, a thought that you no had way. that you thought like, you could do you know like the first thing that my dad said to me when i told him which I actually said in my speech at the abias in 2018 was oh so you're going to go and cut old ladies toenails is that what you're going to do now and it was a very derogative derogative how do you say that Derogatory. Derogatory. <laughs> it's not the kind of word you want to remember. Derogatory comment that, you know, and, and really to, to make me, you know, his intention really was to, to say, look, I don't approve. So where did the thought come from? Like it came from somewhere you thought, it didn't hey, come I might from do me. beauty. No, no. So it didn't this come is from so me. interesting. You know, this is why girls were always wanting to look back in hindsight at our lives and see how it manoeuvres and, 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 and how we could never imagine Right. Never imagine, you know, when we look back, how could that have even happened? So my sister actually was a very, very successful hairdresser and had a very, very successful hairdressing salon with her husband. And they opened up a beauty side to it just right. around the corner. Gorgeous little two-room uh, little hole in the wall that was gorgeous with chintz curtains and it was just adorable. And um, they. And you thought, hey, I want to do this too. No, I did not no, think okay. that at all. Never, not at all. No, <laughs> actually, in fact, they were running it with other people. And then I was going through a lot at that stage in my life. I, How old I, were you at this, I was at this point? 19, 19. That's when I had anorexia and bulimia, actually. And I was, I really, I think, you know, when I say daddy issues and I joke about that, really, I did have, um, I had a brother that died when um, I was 13. And that really sort of disturbed our family unit because we didn't have any idea how to deal with that. I was 13 years old, my, my poor parents. I mean, it was just, it was pretty tragic and devastating to my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Our whole family unit sort of just like exploded into fragmented pieces. So for me, you know, I, I became sort of attached to my dad in a lot of ways. And I was really, I had a lot of approval seeking going on. I never wanted to disappoint him. Um, and I was trying everything and when I realized that I couldn't like I was hitting my head up against a brick wall I sort of internalized a lot of that and and I, at, at the age of 19 I was really conflicted 
Mm-hmm. Um, and as to what you were going to do about who I was right okay forget so, what yeah, I was going to yeah, do that yeah. it wasn't even like I'd, I'd actually had to put all that to rest because I, I was just trying to figure out well you know I didn't even know how to be like everything was kind of crumbling you know like my identity how I was going to be loved how I was going to be approved of how do I stop disappointing him like I was was pretty messy inside mm-hmm because I was, I, I just didn't have ground where I was stabilizing myself in something that was more real for me. And I, that, that is part of my journey here. I, I have to have that. So um, when my sister came to me, because she, she noticed that I was kind of a little messy. And she and sort said... Of, sort of lacking direction in a way. Yeah. Is that, and yeah. she said, look, you know, why don't we pay for you to go and do your beauty diploma? And, and what was your, your first thought? Like, she just brings up this idea to you. She says, hey, what about that? Well, what, this is going to make is, you laugh. Is this like, yeah, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. This is no, a great thing. Or no, like, like I'd try and tweeze my eyebrows and I'd be crying I'd, and I'd leave them. Because it hurt. Yeah, and, and I'd think, <laughs> people are crazy. This hurts. And I'd, I'd stop. I, you know, I'd, back then I'd shave my legs. I mean, when I was in my teenage years and I'd cut myself every single time. So, you know. Actually, I probably needed to go into the beauty industry so I could wax them, right? Because that's all just I do now. Just so you could figure your stuff out. <laughs> so I could stop right? bleeding. But um, I, I just didn't, I really wasn't into makeup, skin care, you know, putting makeup on really. It really wasn't my thing. So, so you I, felt like, you know, I don't know anything about this. I don't, or you just weren't really interested, are you saying? Like one, was, one thing is to feel... Out of out of touch with and out of depth with how you know makeup and beauty services work and everything, but another one is to just sort of not really have any interest. No, in, I didn't you know. really. I didn't really have interest in it whatsoever. I never would have chosen it myself. I never would have thought to do that. But you know, she said, you know, would love you to work for us because we're you know they were finding it really difficult to find really good staff, mm-hmm. and um, and they realised the difficulty you know because if they're not in there, they were in their hair salon and they really needed someone that they could absolutely trust and whatever. And I think because she knew I was messy at that time inside, and, and she's your she, old your older oh, sister, yeah. so and she's so sort of lovely and looking so, out for you in a way, so kind and always so caring, you mm-hmm. know, even now. And uh, she was really, in fact, she was my older sister, nine years older than me. Oh, my gosh. shouldn't have said that. She'll kill no. me. Anyway, giving away secrets. But, but really, she, she, she was there to support me, and I just didn't think. I just said, yes, all right. And um, having anorexia and bulimia at that stage, I also went into a behavioral unit where I, I really went in to get support. To how do I live this life? I had no life skills, so I a behavioral unit. What's yeah, that? Yeah, it was amazing. I actually wrote about this in my book, I believe. It was a unit where they were teaching you how to stop hurting yourself. You know, like anorexia and bulimia, you're actually hurting oh, yourself. Like right, we saw right. that the so other day on the front page of the newspaper, because the, the only place we see that is in the in the shopping in the shopping centre. We're in at Coles or something. And the front page said that the increase in self-harm and what was it? Yeah, um, that's right. Anorexia, bulimia, yeah, self-harming disorders and stuff has, been, has gone has been through a big the roof. Spike. Yeah. Because you know what's happening right now is that, um, and of course I recovered from that. And the behavioural unit was amazing. I remember one of the the people How long in were you there. In there for? Oh, 
quite a, I left. It was voluntary, so I stayed in there for six months until you lived in it. Yeah, I did. Wow. I just I just took myself out of the out of the whole thing, and and mind you, during this time is when the conversations were coming up. You know, do you want to go and do this course? You know, we'll pay for you. Do you want it? And you can. And I'm just in there thinking about it, and I was throwing it around with one of the guys that worked in there, gorgeous man, and and I said to him, you know, I think I might start next year. He said, pack your bags. What are you doing in here? He basically said to me, start now. go and start now. And I loved him. His name was Henry. And if you're out there, Henry, and you're never going to listen to this, I know, but thanks, mate. And um, he just like, he just, you know, he just looked at me like people were confused that I was a mess. Right? People couldn't understand why I was a mess, but I was a mess. But people would look at me and they just couldn't get it. Like they would say, you know, we, we don't get it. Like what's going on with you? And And for me... I had sort of, I, I just, I had to almost go through it. It was the weirdest thing. So to me, to him, it was like he was looking at me saying, what are you doing in here? So in a way, at that point in time, you were, it was a, an obvious option that was presented to you. And it wasn't like, other than you intentionally making a decision and pursuing something, there weren't a whole lot of other options. And you didn't have the internal resources to think, okay, and and kind of, instantiate a decision in something so it was like a response to an offering in your environment and you you kind of said yes to it but I think one of the things that it shows you in life it doesn't matter what it is we do it's how we do it and what do we use it for what's the purpose of the choices that we make in our lives that's been my greatest thing you know like would I have created a true brow would I brought that the world's first you know, world-class design system, world-class restoration, transformation system to the world if I'd chosen some other career. No. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's not what we pick that matters. It's who are we being in the midst of what we're doing, you know, whether it's to have children, not have children. Let's make it really personal. You know, whether it's to be married, not be married, whether it's to stay with this person, not to stay with this person, whether it's to have a business, not have a business, put on teams, not have teams. Like all of these decisions, we, we think that they're all so important. What am I going to do all my life? What am I going to... It's how we do it. You know, like if someone, if I went and decided, right, shutting down True Brow, sorry, Toby, I'm just going to work at the checkout at Coles. I, you know, want a much more quieter, peaceful life. Would it really matter what I'm doing or does it matter how I'm being and what I'm doing? And one of the things that I've come to terms with is that it really doesn't matter what it is we do. We make business far too serious and that's where we stop nourishing our souls. We stop actually recognising that it's not really the thing that we're doing, but it's what we're being whilst we're doing it that matters the most. Mm-hmm. So back then for me, you remember what you have to understand is I was coming out of this phase with my with my dad where I was seeking approval so much. And so that approval seeking, if you take that into any, anything that you choose in your life, you are going to be completely caught up in that. You're going to be blinded by that filter. So It turns into a performance, basically. You're well, in performance mode. Add, add drivenness because, you know, you're being driven by something underneath that is a fear of what if I'm not, I don't have it, what if I don't get this right? You know, so there's this constant, it's not love contributing to your everyday experience of what you're building and growing it actually is a fear because if 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 you're doing it for that which i would say that the you know the the beginning of course i was doing it for that that's why i got burnt out so many times that's why i was so driven before we go on let's go back so you've said yes yeah and then henry said to me what are you doing in here yeah and he's gone you know get out and go and start (laughs) studying 
So, basically. So you were just basically had made a decision that you were all in at that point. You weren't thinking, I'll try this. You sort of thought, No, no, no. I was doing it. I was doing it. I put my, you know, like, and also my sister was paying for it and her hubby. And I mean, I was really committed to it. Yeah, that's amazing. So then you go and you do it, right? And that, and then, and. And then you start working for her. You're an employee. Is um, that right? I, no. Well, actually, I, 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 I was as I was studying. I was doing parts and part-time work for her. But I want to go back and just say one one thing as well that is really interesting, if I can remember it, because it was back then and now I thought it was it was really cool to share. But now... Oh, one of the things in the behavioural unit too, which had never been tried in Australia before, they'd started in New Zealand and then they brought it into um, Australia. It was the first one ever. One of the things that actually happened in there is I found that all the girls that were in there and the young boys, they were just coming to me and sharing like their deepest, darkest issues with me. And, and, and are, these, are these people, like what sort of people are we dealing we're with? We're dealing with some of the people in there had real issues, you know. Um, there were real issues with, you know, OCD and really some serious other eating disorders and you know because an eating disorder is considered a very serious thing people die from eating disorders like i did when you say ocd you're not talking about that obsessive as a um as as a um in the way that it's kind of used and joked about no no no. in terms of oh i've got ocd i need i need the the things on the table to be straight or you know those sorts of things no no you're talking about like chronic oh Absolutely. I'm talking about, you know, people that are washing their hands 100 times a day with Dettol and, you know, like serious, serious things. And, and, And how I fell into that and admitted myself into that, like literally saying, I need help to learn how to live this life. I have no idea. And your parents didn't give you those skills. Um, I, I don't believe that they did, no. Because, you know, like when my brother died, that was like, like I told you, we just got into a fragmented, like my poor parents couldn't even take care of themselves. They were doing okay. But, you know, like they were just, yeah, right. you know, it, it, you know, it, unless you've had someone in your in your immediate family go through something, you know, you've gone through something like that as a family unit and seen how it doesn't have to fragment the unit. I know that now. But for us, it did. And, and, and when, you, when you, you're in the midst of that and you're a young girl where you need your parents the most at that time um, to teach you all those things, and they're, they're not navigating through it in a way. You know? So for me, it was like I didn't know who I was. I knew that I couldn't be seeking approval, but that was such a big thing. And, you know, so I went in there. But you know, the thing that I loved the most is that these, these human beings opened my heart. Like, it was a, really, for me, I felt like in years I was able to just listen to them and, and they would tell me the things I wouldn't tell anybody, even their psychologists. Or, and so I found a new level of heart understanding in there. It, it, you it opened just love. Like, I loved them, you know, and they tell me the things I wouldn't tell anyone else. And I'm thinking, should I tell should I, like, this could actually Do I tell the doctor the, or do yeah, I not? Or yeah, yeah, not the right. doctor. They were, like, psychologists. It wasn't like yeah. a, it wasn't like a, it sounds like it was high level. You know, it wasn't that extreme. I mean, that, there were, it was just, like, people that really were supporting people to learn how to change habits yeah. and behaviours. But anyway, so that was just a little thing to throw in, you know. It was just these people. I just adored them. I just, I loved every single one of them and... And, and I really could feel into them and they would be sharing. And I just, I, I, that's why I stayed as long as I did, I think. 
Um, one of the girls in there was at one point classified as being incurable. She was such a dear, dear girl. I just, oh, that was devastating for me because it just was. Um, but, you know, I think in a way I used to, like, I, I, I would help them. Like, I'd try and get her out to get into the meeting on time because we'd have group groups in the morning and you know just thinking back now as we're talking about this it's it's really just so beautiful to just remember you know mm. remember and and I think that that's why when Henry said to me just you know what are you doing in here like but I was loving it it was a place where I was actually of I was contributing so see what beauty did like where it took me I went into contributing to the lives of others again in that really beautiful way for me so I, like I think I found a quality that I loved so much which was a being of value to another human being sometimes listening was of that value you know um and and so it did it did open up something inside of me yeah right Certainly so you connected with something <laughs> so then so then you you go in and you're 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 an employee at this point or at some stage you started running I, your own business well then right? I, I bought it when i was 21 actually because i got married and i actually bought bought it and um there i was and uh, then i started to realize the so at 21 you had your own business absolutely yeah. i didn't know what i was doing so you know in the in the the decades ahead i, I you know in front of me i i actually got adrenal fatigue a number of times burnout I was so driven again I had that approval seeking thing sitting under me you know that it meant more to uh, it, that my business the success of it was something that sort of um, tied into your identity absolutely and whether I was worthy or not and I'm telling everybody here if you've stayed this long and you're listening to this you take a look underneath. If you feel that your business isn't nourishing you, your your soul is not being nourished and you're not evolving and growing in your business, but you are not even liking who you're becoming. Um, you know, you had this beautiful dream and all of a sudden now it's like kind of like um, a burden. You know, one of the things that I would say to you is take a very gentle look. I mean, book a, dis a strategy session with me. They're free. You can do that. We'll put it in the uh, inbox mag. Um, in the link of the podcast but you know one of the things that I would suggest to you strongly is take a, a sneak um, little peek by getting really quiet at what is it that's driving you and driving you to succeed you know and once you uncover that like then real joy comes into your business and um, and, I, and I think that that can take some time and you'll find that you're no longer um feeling or at the effect of the fear that's beneath it which can be so subconscious Toby like so it can be such a subconscious fear um, and it can be fed by really in fact mentors coaches if they're not really holistically looking at the, at the human being in front of them and they're just making it about business um, so you're you're so you're 21 you're running your own business um, is that is that like at that time what was driving you still still the same of course kind yes. of almost so was it i transferred it i transferred it across from my dad you know the approval seeking in the beginning yeah that you know i wanted to show it was almost like i was so identified so with did you see success. a positive with that because it drove it it sort of drove you to 
to you know be quite successful in that yes but so is that a positive no or, no no i say to everyone the minute that you realize you're being depleted drained your business is not nourishing you that the joy is out of it you stop straight away you stop immediately and you check in like i said before book a strategy session with me i'm here to help at the end of the day stop right then and there because whatever it is you're doing isn't going to make you successful it's hurting you so what i'm saying is stop really bring into your awareness this this fear that is driving you bring it into your awareness look at it straight on have a look at what a lie that it is it's an absolute lie and then you will continue to proceed and oh wow you will see what will happen then you know then then everything changes so at what age did that change for you I think I went through phases because I didn't have that person to help me, but I, I went through a huge transformation at 32. Um, you know, like that was like the, a complete, you know, like turning upside down of my entire life, my belief systems, what I thought my life was for. And it was funny because when you had your Vedic astrology reading, <laughs> Sadhu yeah. actually, actually pinpointed that date and that time without you even mentioning it. And he said, what happened at this time? This time would have been huge for you. Huge. At that age, what happened? And you were like, well, that's exactly right. It was. <laughs> my, every, everything just, again, it was like, you know, I needed that. What I'm saying to everyone, our audience, you don't need that kind of hit. You don't need to be bashed over the head. You don't need to hurt yourselves. You don't need to be depleting yourselves, ruining your marriages, your you know, for some some business idea that you have that's being driven by fear. So for me, I needed because I was so powerful in the way I was moving. I, I have that entrepreneurial kind of blood running through my ancestral patterning as well as just naturally, you know, like I'm really like I just have that. Like it's I can't even help it. Like it's the way that I think. Um, and now, can, of course, it's such a blessing. Can someone learn that? Or do you think it's just it, like it's inbuilt? I don't think you have to learn it. I think you have to want to just be successful, find the people that can show you how to do it and just get the job done and enjoy every single moment of it. You don't well, have to learn say, to become an entrepreneur. Like, why? Well, I would say, I'd, like the way that I see that is that there's many, many different types of entrepreneurs. So it's not like being an entrepreneur is one thing or looks one way. I think that, I think that um, like so many people build completely different businesses and they position themselves in their businesses in such completely different ways and then fill in the weaknesses with, with sort of other people that, that there's, there's really many, many ways to skin a cat. To kind of do that, yeah. But I guess for me, it's like, you know, it's you, pretty, you don't... That's a pretty gruesome term, isn't it? Oh, I can't even believe I said it. Um, no, just, no but, there's but, nothing wrong with it. It's just like, when I think about it, like skinning not a cat, to, yeah. it's like... Maybe you don't okay. think about it Maybe peel much. a banana or something. Yeah, peel like, a banana, yeah. yeah. So I think that, for, you know, to me, I think when we enter the world of business, we try to, number one, learn too much, work out too much, um, and I don't mean working out in the gym, but working out everything. You know, now with social media, we've got every single person giving us things, telling us to become experts in this and that and do this and do that. And it can be so, so much easier than that. You know, you have to just go into your desire. You have to just 
literally step into what do you actually desire to how do you want to unfold your pure potential in this world business is about unfolding your potential that's what it is it's not some big deal everyone makes a really big deal out of business i don't care what you're doing you'll be cutting the grass right at the end of the day you're you're constantly and un, your true your pure potential is is constantly unfolding so what do you want to do with that and if you pick business you don't have to become a title you don't have to give yourself a, a, an identity you just have to move in a way that is really for me what I discovered um, is bringing in the qualities and the beauty of what you love the most about what you're doing you know and I think that that is that's when you start building a business that has is nourishing and fulfilling and rewarding and the challenges don't make you buckle you know like you just keep moving in the stream of of, of your potential it's, it's really powerful really really powerful yeah i think it's valuable to separate um the the what you want from the how you're going to do it because what happens is that if we blend in our in in our exploration and our thought processes if we blend the what we want with the how we're going to go about doing it we're basically moving in a whole lot of blocks because we're bringing in the how so what i would suggest is that we leave out the how and we just think about the what what is it that i actually want once we've got that then we can in introduce the who instead of worrying about the lack that we have on how to make something how? happen we introduce the who the who, the who? The who? sorry who yeah. can who can help me do this mm -hmm. if i don't i may not have the how but then we start to look at the who i think one of the things that i want to wrap this up with toby too is that you know because really this is what we were coming to and we, we sort of extended this out which is sweet and i'd love to be transparent and to share after all it is called the confessions of the barefoot beauty guru i am barefoot right now just want everyone to know being authentic and real with you but one of the things that um i wanted to just say um is that um, the reason after all these years and when I look back now I'm heading into you know my 57th year on the planet the reason why I so so like really we've developed funnily enough really true brow into the step-by-step -step kind of programs that we have cut and paste your marketing gallery whatever guiding you know true brow business all of that why we we did that was really an inspiration from um, my life. And, and I say business doesn't have to be hard. If you know what you want, find the people that will give you the step-by-step -step programs to get you to where you want to be. You do not have to figure out everything. It, it doesn't mean anything to figure out anything you know that's another thing where you know we we sort of some people love learning that's fantastic we're always you know true about true about we're always learning but the point of it is that it doesn't a business doesn't have to be hard if business is getting hard like really take a look and i think that that's why we've developed such a tight program we're true brow with the skill and the business and the marketing so that people can just come in and they can just really move towards their their chosen desire um, in a way that's really flowing and free-flowing for them and that they're guided and mentored the whole time. So that did come from my life. It didn't just, I didn't just do that because, you know, we sat down and we strategically planned we were going to do that. It was just like a natural um, progression, almost like a natural um, outcome 
of you know me saying to beauty professionals stop hurting yourselves you know like do it easy do it in a way where you know you really amaze yourself how simple and how wonderful business can be and it is meant to be like that um so yeah it's been it's great talking about these things and looking back and considering you know what we learn and reflecting on things and really look at your business look at you look at who you who you are who you were before you started a business if you were working for someone else or who are you becoming what are the stresses that you're putting on yourself are you hurting yourself are you sort of running from some kind of um are you running from some kind of belief that's sitting underneath there um and that you really don't need that's it for me toby anything else you'd like to add i think that's about it Fantastic. We will speak with everyone in the next episode. We will indeed. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.